0: into the unknown and taking courageous action, as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Paddy is a serial entrepreneur and currently the founder and CEO of Multiple, which is enabling people to enjoy life debt-free. In this heartfelt conversation, Paddy shares his passion for startups and how he moved from technology to entrepreneurship. He shared the powerful yet simple lesson of nishkama karma or detached action and how he applies that in his role as the CEO. He shares how he had to take a big risk and pledge his property to pay salaries in his previous startup. Hi, Paddy, welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast.
1: Hey, Sumit, pleasure to be here. Thanks for hosting me on this episode.
0: It's a pleasure to have you here with us and to listen to your story. And before we do that, can you start by sharing who you are and what do you do today?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Paddy Raghavan, co-founder and CEO of a fintech app called Multiple. Multiple is the world's first save now, buy later platform created out of India, and it helps people to save first and then spend later. Sort of an antithesis to BNPL in a way. But yeah, this is what the core of the product is we can talk in more detail during the course of the conversation but yeah this this multiple is creating the world's first save no by later platform so that's the company that i'm a co-founder with and yeah that's my primary introduction today so yeah
0: yes absolutely thank you for sharing that so what's what's your backstory what is the path that led you to where you are today
1: yeah. Then, uh, this is my third startup. So I don't know, somewhere in my life, somewhere I got this entrepreneurial bug. It's something that I've had right from my college days. So I always wanted to start something on my own. So post my masters from IIIT Bangalore, I was working for EMC data storage systems in Bangalore in the product management team for three years. And I mean, I just got interested in cloud computing in my during my stint at EMC. Was exploring cloud technology. So that sort of gave me an opportunity to build my first company using cloud as a, as the area. So this was back in 2007, 2008. And yeah, from that, built my second startup, which was uh, called uh, Compute.io. This is again an enterprise cloud startup. We were backed out of, you know, sort of backed by Alchemist Accelerator in Bay Area and built this for a good four and a half, five years and eventually got acquired by Cisco. And uh, post that acquisition, uh, I was at Cisco for a while and then moved on to really wanted to start something in the consumer tech space, which is what uh, is all about. Yeah, it's an interesting journey, something that I'm really, I know, no regrets so far. It's been it's been an, an interesting journey so far.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and as you spoke about those early days, right, your college and that initial period, in during that time, were you already aware that you want to start something on your own or did that just came up like as an opportunity?
1: Yeah, no, I always wanted to build something on my own that was on the cards, but it wasn't, I wasn't really desperate or I wasn't, not every day that I wake up that I start thinking about how I should be starting something. It wasn't like that, but I always wanted to build something. and there was an opportunity that came my way and I thought uh, I should just grab that. and, uh,
0: And can you recollect where that inspiration is coming from for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, from a, from starting, a p- particularly the first startup that I started working on, the real inspiration actually came from, you know, reading a lot of Mark Andreessen's blog post back in the day, P. Marka blog post where he talks mm-hmm. about product market fit and generally around entrepreneurship, the kind of attributes or qualities that you would expect from entrepreneurs. So P. Marka was definitely a big inspiration in terms of the blog post Mark Andreessen's yeah. blog those that was where really the starting, it sort of gave me a lot more understanding and awareness around what should you be thinking about when you're actually uh, building something. So that definitely was one particular thing that I very clearly remember, the kind of, you know, the blog posts, whatever the articles that I was reading at that time. But yeah, that that's one pointer that I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. And from the outside, like that looks amazing, right? You are on your third startup. You have built uh, three companies and you have been like leading them for the last many years but i think as any entrepreneurs loads, the journey is quite different on the inside right you have to deal with many surprises and more challenges than probably the normal person can appreciate so can you share one or one or two of those like tough choices or tough moments and what did you learn from that
1: absolutely I mean yeah i mean it's always especially when you're actually interacting with someone who's fairly successful which i would call myself and you would only see the positive side of it and people tend to think that yeah it's a nice journey it's good we should become entrepreneurs but i've definitely had my fair share of challenges you know this could, i mean multiple episodes I know we've had uh, uh, i literally had to pledge my property and uh, to pay the salaries in the previous startup it was at a point where uh, we had very difficult situation in terms of you know raising capital and uh, paying the salary so we had to pledge our property to pay the salary and I mean, eventually it turned out to be very good overall, but that's the kind of risk that, you know, and today, if you ask me, would I be taking that risk? Probably not. So sometimes you just end up doing some insane stuff in terms of risk, but that's the attribute, right? From an entrepreneurship perspective, like, uh, of course it was not gambling, but it's more about, I knew there were, we were doing some good stuff. So it just required some more additional time and it's a, just, it's a calculated risk that I had to take, but. It is definitely, those were some challenging moments in terms of raising capitals. Also, in terms of you know, getting your first customer, building the product and taking this to the market. So who's going to buy this? How are we going to get the first users? What would be their you know, first, the moment of truth, when would they get it? So these are really moments that you, uh, it's very challenging from that aspect. If it doesn't turn out the way you anticipate, and most often it doesn't. So you need to be prepared with a plan B. At one point, I remember I almost had like plan A, B, C, D, E, F, almost like 10 backup plans for something. It's just to be prepared with whatever eventualities that happen.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I don't think anybody plans for pledging their property, <laughs> right? So, But also that shows the level of commitment that you have or that you might have had that time in yourself, in your idea, in your people. And what you're doing right and many times that can actually shake people off that confidence right or groundedness so what helps you create that solid foundation on which you can actually take those risks and continue to do startups right so it's not just one startup you have continued to reinvest your life and your money into doing more of that so what is that foundation for you that allows you to do all of that
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I've been, I must be grateful to a lot of people. My family has been very supportive. My wife has been very supportive throughout because that is very important. You can't have a, you know, if you have a family, you need the support because that could definitely take away a lot of your focus if it is not in the right frame. So she's been a great support for me throughout, which helped me take the risk. So she was the one who was having a stable job. So she was one of the backup options sort of. So that really helps. That is one of the uh, things from a family perspective. But also like during throughout my course, like there have been various individuals who've been very helpful. And so it's not a a success that is an individual success. It's something that has actually come out of different people's uh, gratitude, I would say. So in just an example, when I started the first company and we wanted to hire some really good engineers, So uh, from my alma mater, I had reached out to the director of the institute and he gave us a day zero slot much before some of the big guys came in to swoop the kids. So I actually got access to day zero where I could actually go and pitch my startup to the current students in AAAD Bangalore. And we were able to convince like six uh, solid individuals to join us before they got to interview with some of the big names in the tech industry. So that's the, I mean, it was great because I still have a couple of guys who work mm-hmm. back, who I hired in the campus back in the day in 2007, 2008, they are still working with us. So that's the level of you know support that I've got at various points. So also something that happened through different people who've been able to help me through the journey. So yeah, that's a big thing, factor I would say.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing back. And coming back to the current startup, right? To multiple, I think now you have entered into something very different with finance, right? So can you share a bit more about the vision behind that? What are you trying to do?
1: Yeah. So, you know, after the I exit with Cisco, with compute, so I had I was looking at finance basically for my own investment and also reading about what people are doing with regards to money. How are they managing it? I just got interested in that behavioral finance, behavioral psychology around the same time I happened to meet my uh, other co founder So we are three founders because I were co-founders in the previous startup also. And uh, so we continued to anyway be associated and because sort of brings Finn into our fintech, he's MBA from, um, he was at Goldman Sachs for many years. He's a CFA and a SEBI registered investment advisor. So we just got in touch through a common friend and we were discussing personal finance, how people are managing money. And then we realized there is an opportunity to build something as a product which helps retail users manage money efficiently. That is how the initial conversation started. And then we went and started speaking to a lot of our friends friends of friends, trying to understand how specifically they are managing money. And what came out of these discussions, which was something that we didn't anticipate, was the spend share of our wallet is way higher than what we are consciously saving or investing. So this is like almost like a 80-20 sort of a difference. And the spend, basically how we are managing the spend, basically it was coming either from your bank savings or savings account or checking account, if you have the money, or it was coming from your credit. If you don't have the money, you are actually taking credit for your spend. And this is when we realized that both these are inefficient ways to approach spend, which is a big chunk of your wallet. And we could actually look at a third angle of uh, spending, which is where we bring in the whole investment to spend, like how you can invest. It's not just about investing for your long-term, but you can also invest for your spend, for your winter vacation, for your anniversary gifting or your kids' school fees. So we could actually bring that. Why isn't anyone doing that is what we actually thought. And we wanted Mm -hmm. to bring that focus on that angle of spending, how you can invest for your spends and make much more value for your money so that's the idea and uh, yeah that's how we actually started doing this we wanted on the other side what we also were seeing was a lot of people were falling into debt traps payday loans people actually taking money taking credit just to have some consumption so i had somebody in my own network take a credit card loan to travel to europe this was like two two to three lakhs indian rupees sort of a spend and he had to come back and pay a 36 percent interest thankfully he had the job he had the support but this was pre covid if covid had hit and if there was any job loss this person would have taken at least two years to recover from that you know sort of an impact so that is what another thing that we actually started thinking why would uh, why should people do this from a consumption standpoint why should people take credit and spend is if there is a better way to do it so there is also this whole angle of building some product which is more positive That is how we actually zeroed in on the multiple idea and started focusing on that.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So if I'm getting it right, there is also an educational component to what you're trying to do. right? So can you share a bit about the success that you have achieved so far? And then where do you want to take it, let's say, for the next three years?
1: Sure. So the basic idea with people is like I was just mentioning earlier, you invest for your spends. And, uh, you know, when it comes to investing, it is not about, it is a delayed gratification, right? You don't have instant gratification. So our focus is on spends, which are predictable spends that are plannable, things like anniversary gifting, things like somebody getting married and they can actually plan and start invest for their honeymoon travel six months later. Or you know, even if you have a car ins- uh, car and you have to pay for your car insurance premium, that's sort of an inevitable spend. Can you start investing for it? So that's the whole value here. Spends that are planable spends that are predictable. The value that multiple brings to the table is twofold. One is this money is getting invested in the market, curated market instruments. We are a SEBI registered investment advisor. So we built a robo advisory that looks at your profile. What is your income? What is your risk? What is this goal that you're trying to create? What is the duration? Various other parameters. And then there's an auto investment or auto allocation into curated market instruments. So you start generating returns from the market. What we also do, which is where our uniqueness come in, is we collaborate with different brands. Today, we have 70 plus brands across 15 categories. Some of the top brands in India that we partnered. So the brands basically co-invest with you in your spend journey, meaning your savings journey towards the spend. So for example, if I want to travel to Bali 10 months later and I start investing 10K every month, this 10K is getting invested in the market. So I start generating returns, but, and I can indicate that I want to travel to Bali with say, make my trip, who's one of our partners and make my trip starts adding 10% or 1000 rupees to this particular investment. So 10 months later, I have my 100K and let's say it's generated some 5K in the market And then there is a 10K coming from the brand. So I can generate a travel voucher for 115K from make my trip. And this is like, if you look at this from a a pure outcome perspective, returns perspective, this is almost like a 20% XIRR that you can get against your status quo of 3% in the bank. Or even if it is EFT, it's about five, 6%. So it's like four to five times better than your status quo. So this is the value that multiple model offers. And in terms of where we are today, what is the growth? So we are actually about 250K users. We are available on both iOS and Android. Uh, And like I said, we've had some, you know, very good growth in the businesses that we've been working with, 70 plus brands. In fact, we just started working with Carrot Lane, which is one of the popular jewelry brands. And Carrot Lane's sales staff, even the in-store sales staff are getting trained on multiple. So somebody walks into the store and says, I want to start a gold saving plan. Uh, for six mm-hmm. months or more, they would actually point uh, the consumer towards multiple apps. So that's the level of integration that we've been able to achieve. So, and, uh, overall, in terms of the goals that people are trying to create, we have actually crossed about uh, 600 crores worth of goals that people are actually creating on the platform. Travel is our most popular category, but yeah, it's something that we are very excited about. It's just a start. India itself is a huge market and Mm there is a global opportunity, but this is just the start in terms of bringing in a new angle, a new category that we are trying to create and the potential is immense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as you see into the future, right, what are some of those biggest challenges that you see both for yourself personally and also for the organization?
1: Yeah, from an organization perspective, so we are a regulated product as an sebi registered investment advisors. So we have to be compliant with the government regulatory framework and that's something that keeps changing for the good of consumers. But as a product, uh, we will have to be conscious about what are those changes and how do we adapt to those changes. So that's a constant uh, challenge that uh, we face, which we need to be cognizant about and which we need to work around so that's our biggest challenge if you ask me the second biggest challenge of course is on as a category creator it requires a lot of education so people have to be aware of a product like multiple that this is a possibility that actually helps them to get better helps them to get make more money out of their hard-earned money so that sort of an education takes a bit of time so that's another challenge on the business side personally I mean, there is no challenge that I see. So I'm at a stage where for me, it's more, it wasn't the same mindset that I was earlier in the first startup or even in the second startup. But this time it's more about having this mindset of in Sanskrit, there is this term called, I'm not a Sanskrit guy, but just this term that I'm uh associated with called nishkama karma so it's something that you don't associate the results or outcome to what you're doing so that is the framework that i follow so i'm just giving my best and not really concerned about how the i know the results shape up
0: can you share a bit more about that and how that change has come through
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. That it's more like personal. I just started reading a lot more. You know, the exit that I got with this course. That is the financial outcome that is uh, helpful. So that made me and my own. I've always been someone with very limited, you know, sort of needs. Sort, sort of say. I mean, it's not like I don't have a good life, but it's more like something that is much more realistic in terms of my own expectations. So not flamboyant. So that way it helps to have your needs met. So it's more like the, the psychological uh the pyramid that you just move up the ladder probably so at one point i just built up have enough in terms of the material needs but it's more about what is the impact that you can create and also in terms of if you start focusing more on the results that also it's an it's a vicious cycle and then it starts building stress and then it impacts your own performance and you're now so hung up on the outcomes you end up underperforming or you end up taking decisions that are not uh, really optimal. So it's just an approach that I've consciously taken, where it's much more easier if you start focusing on the process, and if you just give your start giving your best, and the outcome is something that eventually it happens that it is a good outcome, right? So instead of just focusing on the outcome, it's actually a, a simple tactic, and it's very obvious. But just like uh, you know, delaying gratification, this is also something that is not very difficult to you know sort of understand.
0: Yeah, I'm quite curious, right? How does it work from an organizational point of view when you're setting goals from an organization or when you're hitting the targets or when you're missing those targets? How are you dealing with that? Or how do you bring that in in moments of stress or pressure?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is more like a guideline. So of course, you can't have without an outcome based model, especially when you're running a business. So you'll have to, you know, sort of say this or use this judiciously, the framework itself. Mm -hmm. It's more about definitely when things don't work. And you know, there is a process, there is an effort that you've done, there are certain things that you actually, uh, you know, tactics or strategies that you actually worked out. If it is not coming up with the right expected result obviously you go and Mm. tweak that right so if you've done the process and if the results don't come you just go and tweak the process but not much that you can do beyond that right so you'll have to be aware of that so obviously the targets and we do have targets we do work on numbers and we need to see how many people actually transact what is their amount that they are actually investing all these are Things that we measure and we measure very deeply. But it doesn't mean that we are going to be hung up on that. So we'll just go back and see what is it that we can do to change things. So that's a process that we have.
0: Yes, yes. And I think what you're mentioning is also the key message of the Bhagavad Gita. That you focus on the action, but you play the game Mm -hmm. to win. But you focus on the action and not on the results, right? So beyond the results that you produce, right? What difference has it made to the quality of your life or of your working with this philosophy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's really helped me stay much more calmer. And when you're actually calm, the decisions are also much, much much better in my, from my own analysis of what the decisions that I've been taking. So the decision-making has definitely been much better because you are now not stressed out when you're actually taking these decisions. You have a much, much more calmer mind in terms of how you are actually framing the problem and having a solution. It's Everything, it's actually a challenge, right? You don't see this as I need to get this right somehow. And that results in desperation. That results in doing things which are not really good for you, good for the organization. Yeah. Instead, you just look at this as a problem and take it as a challenge and then solve it. You come with a much different perspective and that's been working very well.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Is there something else which is uh, like interesting or exciting about you that the other people around you are not aware of?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, the entrepreneurial journey, it's always been about creating something new. It's not about financial success is important. Financial rewards are important. I am not discounting that and I definitely want to have that. And I've had that in the past as well. But that is not the primary driver. For me, it was more about creating something new. So whether it is the Mm -hmm. first startup, the second one or in multiple, it's always been more of a creator than, Uh, a a business person right so i would actually want to build something that is really unique something that is new and something that has a positive impact even in multiple so that is one thing that all our founders and the team which is very we are very excited about building this because it's a sort of a win-win-win product i know the consumers win the users of multiple win because they get much more money out of their investments and they remain debt free the brands that we collaborate with when because they are getting consumers much earlier in their purchase journeys and they're getting consumers who are really interested in making a purchase with the brand these consumers are not going to have buyers remorse they are not going to return products because they're consciously waiting for that particular spend and we win in the process as well so it's not a, a product which makes somebody lose and you win in that so that way we are also very happy with the product model itself so that's another thing that um, just wanted to highlight but it's always about creating something unique something that is positive that's always been at least my choice in building something it's not about and no offense to someone who's building an india version of something that has worked elsewhere or a cheaper version of something that is working very well that's definitely a good business but that's not how I look at things for me it's about creating something new which is what excites me
0: thank you thank you for sharing that and I want to like acknowledge you and celebrate you for doing that right doing something which is first in the world is not only difficult or challenging but I think it can also give you that excitement that you mentioned and then the way you are doing it I think what you just shared earlier the philosophy behind it I think it makes it much more meaningful and worthwhile. Thank you for, uh, for Thank sharing this. Right?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Sir.
0: Yeah. So before uh, before we wrap up, right, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur who's struggling or who had a, let's say a failed startup behind them, but they still have that yeah. dream or that creative words to create something in the world?
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely it's a being an entrepreneur, even if there is a failure, it's a great thing that it's not a failure. It's an experience. Is what I would say, because uh, uh it's it's very difficult to uh, and the outcome success or failure it's like there is a lot of factors that come into play right even if i were to repeat it it's not something that i'm guaranteed success right so it's a very the outcome is very difficult for us to predict it's something that is there in sports also even if it is like a Kohli or Sachin, who he has to go and start fresh the next time. even if you have a hundred or a double century in the previous match you still have to start fresh so that's how it is broadly Having said that, there are certain things that you can actually really apply based on your experience. You know, things that you should not be doing if you were aware of what are those things that you did which you could have improved. Things like, you know, people is very important. At least I feel talent and the people that you work with, it's highly critical. And build that relationship and get them, give them the confidence. If you start thinking selfishly around how do I make money? and you start using people that's not a good approach to build sustainable long-term businesses you need to have a good set of core people that you can really trust so yeah building that relationship with some of your key people that is very important understanding some basics around using or the product market fit what are those things that you could actually improve these are really very good learnings that you've failed if you're standing analyzing your own work these will be a really strong takeaways and of course, having an attitude, which is, you know, having, I, personally, I'm an eternal optimist. So uh, that really helps because it, you are going to face challenges irrespective of who you are. There are going to be uh, days and uh, weeks that are not going to be very good. So you need to have that energy and the mindset uh, to come out of this and be positive. So that's a framework. I mean, that's more like a mental thing from a, being an optimistic about outcomes. And end of the day, you know, if you are really enjoying it, that is all that matters right the results like i said it's it's an outcome if you start getting too hung up on the outcome you would not enjoy the journey so it has to be in such a way that you start enjoying the journey
0: thank you for sharing that i think you are very practical you're very down to earth when it comes to like moving incremental making incremental progress but you also have that big picture view and you use like analogies from either sports or like from sanskrit as you shared right to keep yourself grounded in that process and i think that's, a, that's something unique. So, and I appreciate that because I also know how unique that is. So like after being an entrepreneur myself and talking to many on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh,
1: thanks. So, thanks uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So anybody who is listening, right? Who wants to reach out to you, find out more about what you do. What is the best way for them to do so?
1: Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn. Paddy Raghavan is my ID. So happy to connect with anyone. Always happy to have a chat. Uh, about multiple, about entrepreneurship. And I mean, I've been helping my own alma mater. If anyone is starting a company, more than happy to give some views in terms of what worked for me, what didn't work for me. It's something that happy to always share those perspectives. Yeah, LinkedIn would be the best way to reach out to us.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Paddy, for everything that you shared and who you are. And I want to wish you all the best for everything that lies ahead for you.
1: Thank you very much, Smith. Thanks for having me on this.
0: Thank you. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you to help you see your own light to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved, and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.